today with Kiana Danielle, who is an absolutely incredible woman. She is the founder of investdiva.com, and she's written four books, best-selling books, and she's just so incredible. I want to just bring her on and let her introduce herself and tell us all about her because she is such an inspiration. Hello, Kiana. How are you? Hello. Hello, Christina. So good to see you again. Oh, it's wonderful to see you. And when we met, I was just so blown away by what you're doing for women, um, teaching women how to invest, because it's something women really don't talk about. So first, tell us about yourself and, and what you do and, and how you help women in this field of investing. Absolutely. So um, my background is actually not investing. <laughs> and uh, I got fascinated by this whole investing financial markets because I accidentally made money during the 2008 market crash. Absolutely accidentally, but I'm like, what just happened? Like, why did I make money when everybody else is losing? And that's how I kind of got into it. I worked on Wall Street, got fired, and then I decided to really make it a women's movement because it is a very masculine industry and it has its own culture and it can be very intimidating, not just for women, for like men too. And people who are not, who don't have a financial background, just thinking that, oh, I can't do it. I'm just going to give my money to a money manager. Meanwhile, money managers are out there taking advantage of people. And so I found out like how important of a skill it is to learn how to control your money, how to compound it. It's, in my opinion, more important than learning how to drive because the amount of money people, entrepreneurs, moms, are leaving on the table by not learning this basic, basic skill is just crazy pants. Like, did you know that if you only invest 50 bucks per month for your child, the moment the moment they're born and you guys together continue just investing 50 bucks per month by 65, like together that would be like just $40,000 invested, that 50 bucks per month would turn into a million dollars. Wow. A million, like the amount that we're not like, and that's just like a basic, basic, like crazy, like just invest in an index fund kind of thing. So that is what we do with Investiva is just bring awareness of this so that people, first of all, know what they're missing out on and then teach them how to do it properly. Because as you know, this can get a little bit toxic, can get a little bit hypey and FOMO-y and people can like really go in the wrong direction. So that is what the Investiva movement is all about, is helping women get started, do it without spending so much time, getting stressed, and just let it work for them so that they can build generational wealth. That is absolutely amazing. And I think it, it's it's a big problem because we're not taught this in schools, obviously, and it is a very masculine arena. You know, you think of like the Wolf of Wall Street and all those types of, you know, investment things. And I think a lot of women are scared, you know, once you get, start making some money and you're like, okay, now what do I do with it? And it's just like, a lot of times you just sit, keep it sitting in the bank because you're scared to make a move. You know, you don't want to lose it. And there's so many options now with the crypto stuff. And then you've got stocks and, you know, real estate and all, and it could be extremely overwhelming for women, especially for women entrepreneurs. And so what would you recommend would be the best way for a woman entrepreneur to start investing? What, like, what vehicle would be like the first one that you would recommend that they start investing money in? Yeah, absolutely. I can just walk you guys through because I'm an entrepreneur too, and I'm a mom. 
And so I'm busy. Like I get it. I get it. Like the biggest um, kind of pushback that I get from female entrepreneurs is like, well, I don't have time. And I'm like, I get it. I don't have time either. And that's the point of investing so that you don't have to spend the time. It's like the opposite of having to spend time. So this is what I typically uh, get people started at is like super easy. First of all, like just to like, you're like, okay, what am I going to invest in, right? That was your question. What am I going to invest in? What is the best option? And of course, there's so many different vehicles and there are so many options. Like there's a thousand ways to go from New York to LA and you don't have to take all of them. You can only do, you can only take one of them. And so what I typically teach and what I think is the least stress-free, stress-free method of investing your money is to invest in something that you already know about. Now, Real estate is something that I do not know about. I don't want to go near it. I think it's going to like, I have those kind of myths about real estate that I have to manage these lawyers and closing and showing to client. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, contractors. No, I can't. I just want to click a button, buy and go about my day, go do my thing. Um, and again, I could be wrong about real estate. Like it's funny, but, but online financial assets for me, I now have a $7 million portfolio on, you know, money that like from my business, but I, I typically invest half of the money that I get from my business into my investment portfolio and another half back to my business, right? And uh, that is on top of my emergency fund, obviously, and living my lifestyle, which is crazy pants. So a $7 million portfolio for somebody who is living a luxury life, I believe it's amazing and it's financial freedom basically like if if my business goes under if there is a recession and I don't have any new clients tomorrow I have the safety net of my investment portfolio that also get it get this you can borrow against so you don't have to pay capital gains to go out and buy something like we literally just bought an eight million dollar house the down payment for which I borrowed against my portfolio my portfolio is still growing Oh, that's amazing. Pay- You're like the bank. You're like mortgaging your own yep. property. Yes. And then oh, on top wow. of that, if you put that under your life insurance, you're making it like tripling. It's just like crazy things you can do once oh. you have an investment portfolio. So this is how you get started. I just wanted to get this out of the way because I know people are like, well, maybe like, is it really worth it? It's so worth it. Like you have no idea where I would have been. We would not have been able to buy this $8 million house. Like, wow. frankly, like we would not have been able to do that. And the only reason we were able to do is because we have this portfolio that is working for us. So now that I got you guys, the first thing you got to do is you get an app. It's an app. You don't have to go like to a bank. You're not, it's an app. Um, in America, um, some of the good ones are TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, and Robinhood is way better for like beginners, but you don't want to have like millions of dollars sitting there. I started out with Robinhood. And Robin then Hood. now that is Robin Hood, Robin Hood. It's a green, oh, wow. green feather. It's perfect mm-hmm. for beginners. But if you want to, if you have like millions of dollars you want to invest, then uh, I have now transitioned my accounts to either TD Ameritrade or Fidelity. They're both like major brokerage accounts. So you download their app and then you fund the money that is sitting on your savings account and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And although, so here, here's how much you want to invest. Let's get to the basics, right? You don't want to invest your emergency fund. You don't want to invest the money that you're paying your employees with, your ads cost. Like pay yourself first, 
pay your business. Like these are the three areas of investment, right? It's like yourself. You want to invest in yourself. You want to, I don't know, get the coaching so that you can learn new skills because income, you want to keep the income coming. Investing is not cash flow. Investing is making your cash flow working for you. Like you got to understand that. Okay. So especially if you're an entrepreneur, this is why you're investing. You're not day trading. You are making your money work for you on your behalf. It is not cash flow. So you're going to keep the cash flow coming in. You have your business running. Great. Whatever you're spending on your ads, do it. Invest in yourself, invest in your business, have an emergency fund, right? After all of your lifestyle expenses, whatever is left goes into your investment portfolio. It could be 50 bucks, it could be 500 bucks, it could be $5,000, it could be five, $500,000. Like at one point I was contributing $250,000 per month to my portfolio. Yeah, oh, wow. it's just it's so cool. I did it. It wasn't sustainable for a while because then we uh, we upgraded our lifestyle, which again you shouldn't do. But I'm very like our business is doing well. But like that's the amount. And this compounding, like in 25 years, it is going to turn into a 230 million dollar portfolio just oh because of compounding and the contributions that I did in one year. Like, but if you want to get like what you want to do is to make it a habit. Like, come up with a number. Like, okay, I want to invest, I don't know, 25% of my income or whatever amount it is that you calculate. And again, by the way, you can go and calculate that exact amount that is suitable for you. Um, I mean, I have a risk management tool that I can give you guys. And that's, that's the amount. And then, so you go and fund your brokerage account that you just figured out what it is. You fund it, 50 bucks, 500 bucks. And now you have to find something to invest. So if you're a beginner, again, you don't need a billion things to invest in. Some people go with index funds. I don't like index funds as much as I, um, so I prefer to invest in individual assets. Individual stocks, like so. Individual stocks. But you pick the company that you like, is that is that how you do it? Yes, how I do it. So because I'm a long-term value investor, and I also like to invest in things that really are aligned with my values. Like I don't want to, invest in something that I don't know I'm like I'm like that if you're not like that that's fine you can go and buy an index fund what an index fund really is is just a basket of all the stocks everything so you can go and buy an index fund like VOO VOO it tracks all of the stocks in the U.S. market and it's great like you can go and just buy that or you can just find like three to five stocks and the way you do it is you go to your credit card statement or people are like, oh, I don't have a credit card. Okay, go to your invoices, go to your receipts. Uh-huh. What are some of the companies that you spend the most amount with? Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting concept. Okay, and so you see like you look at what, where you're spending your money and and would that be like in personal and business too? Like could you- Whichever. So for example, when I was like, I, I invest a lot with Facebook. Like I do so much Facebook ads and Facebook has been a very, very big pillar of my business. Oh. And I don't think Facebook is going to go anywhere, even though their you know, algorithm and everything is kind of messed up right now. They are like, as an entrepreneur, first of all, you have an eye for good businesses. Why? Because you know their customer service. You know if you're going to stick with Facebook or this particular business for the long run. If you're like, you know what, Facebook is done. I'm going to go to YouTube. Guess what? you can go on buy Google stocks. Oh, so wow. 
I literally, my investment portfolio is completely directly proportionate to my credit card statement. Oh so my God, I've never heard that before. Because I know them, because I am a customer of them. And if I believe that, and again, like you could be like, Facebook is done, then don't invest in Facebook. Don't invest right. in Meta. Or you could be like, oh, Google is just like, oh, chat GPT came over and Google is not going to go anywhere. Oh, guess what? Microsoft might be buying chat GPT. So maybe you want to buy Microsoft. Like it is current. And for women, by the way, let me tell you this. If you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Are you a good bargain shopper? Because women typically are. Like we're good at picking out bargains, right? At Black oh yeah, Black. we love it. <laughs> That's what investing is about. Yeah. Okay. So the stock market is the Black Friday for Wall Street bros, but they make it so intimidating that you feel like it's like something crazy out of a like wizard's math book. No, all it is is yeah. finding out what you value and finding a good price to buy it at. Wow. Okay. That's so simple. Cause I am one of those people very intimidated by the stock market. Like I've always felt like so scared. I always feel like it's going to, it's going to like collapse. And then all <laughs> so, so like, I've never personally invested in stocks, but and I always feel like it's so hard to find the right stocks. And like the thing of the basket of stocks really scares me too. Cause I'm like, what if it goes down and there's no control? I guess a lot of us entrepreneurs are very controlling people or bossy people, you know, so we love, but the way you're now telling me that it's, it feels completely different that I can have that control to pick stocks that I like, that I use and have a good feeling about. So it's using your instinct too, right? And feeling, feeling. 100%. Instinct. Yeah. And, and women, by the way, research after research shows that women are actually better at investing. Why? First of all, we have better instincts. And second, we're not driven by testosterone. We're not getting in to like win over somebody else. Majority of Wall Street bros, they're just trying, it's a zero sum game for them. Whereas women, we're going to get in looking at the long term. Like you were already telling me, oh, I'm worried it's going to go down in the future. Well, that's because you're a long-term investor. You're not going to be, oh, let me go beat Kiana. Like you're not going to be motivated by that. Right. That's why you're not actually not going to make an emotional decision. Whereas Wall Street bros are all about like the competition, even um, when it comes to their investments. And that's why that bro that you heard about who lost all his money in stock market, that's why they did it. That's why they lost. <laughs> because and it was a lot, I think a lot of people too, they like panic, like in 2007, 2008, when the stock market crashed and people who panicked and sold, if they would have held on, they would now be really wealthy with that, with those stocks. So like 100%. Yeah, and that's that the whole concept problem, of bargain right? shopping. That's the whole concept of it. Hold long. You have to th think long-term, right? Like that's just keep it for long-term, not unless you're a day trader type of person who knows all that. But if you're just new and you just want to start, you just figure, you know, I'm going to keep this for 20 years or, you know, 10 to 15 years and the market will go up and go down, but you're not going to pay attention when it goes down and start panicking and selling. It, it's the same thing with real estate. It's like the people always panic and it, you have to buy low and sell high, but people always do the opposite. Like, you know, they'll see the houses going up and now they want to buy and then the houses crash and now they want to sell. And so like, they always get, it opposite. But I think what you're saying is, you know, just to pick them and stick with them to ride out those waves, right? 100%. I like that's why this concept or analogy of bargain shopping, like you never go and sell, like you'd rather buy at a cheaper price. You'd 
like your items. Like if iPhone is on sale, you want to buy that iPhone on on sale. So oh. if you're a consumer, so instead of becoming a consumer of things that you love, you're going to become also an investor of things when they are cheap. So when the crash happens, in fact, did you know that recessions make the most millionaires? Yes. But yes. only the people who are able to kind of manage their emotions and not panic sell and get into that mentality of buying when it's actually cheaper. So mindset is a big role of it. And as I said, like investing is not a math game, is not a timing game. It is all an emotional game. And once you get to the mindset of, oh, when it goes down, I'm going to buy, then you celebrate it when the markets drop. Like your whole oh, wow. worries about, oh my God, what if the market drops? Like, good, great. I'm That's so excited. Yeah. Like right now, the markets are actually up. I'm pissed off. I'm like, oh, when is right. it going to drop so I can yeah. buy more? Right. Oh, I love that. So yeah, so we want to be excited, but we want to be prepared. So like you were saying, like on Robinhood. So like say we're waiting, like supposedly there's going to be that big, you know, crash again, they say with the recession and everything. So how much should you have like in reserves? And should it be like in Robinhood, like waiting? Like so when that goes down on that day again, because it always history always goes up and down, that you're just primed to just jump in and like which stocks at that point would you still say would be like the same, like the Facebooks, the all the ones that you love, just jump on those and and buy them on, you know, when you hear the news panicking and everybody's freaking out that it's diving, that's when you're going to jump. So that's what you ideally want to do, but I don't do that. So here's what I do. Because first of all, it is very, very hard to manage your emotions. Even if you're like, okay, if you think, okay, I got it. Tiana told me not to panic. The moment you see that headline, you are going to panic. <laughs> that's true. I panic. You're going to panic. Everyone panics. So this is how do you mitigate that? And also, like, I don't even want to look at the news. I don't want to even, I don't have time for the news. Oh, I right. don't watch the news. So this is what I do instead. This is my secret weapon. And the reason why I literally spend an hour per month managing what my $7 million portfolio. This wow. is what I do. You already have a list of the companies that you like. Could be Google, Microsoft, I don't know, Amazon, whatever it is at Costco. Target, wherever it is that you shop at, could be whatever, okay? And again, entrepreneurs are great stock pickers because you would know, like, you know, like all the things that we say about our, like, what, what do you do to make your business a success? The riches are, on the, are in the niches, customer service, like all the things that you do to make your business a success, look for those in the company you're investing in. Again, you don't have to look at the earnings report. You don't have to look like those are all lacking indications. The earnings already came out. Nobody cares. Where is this company going? Mm. What industry is it in? So that is how you select, okay? So you have five, I don't know, three to four, five assets. And then this is the secret weapon. So I've already picked them. I'm not waiting what I do to that broker, the app that I just showed you, you know, in Trade Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, Fidelity, you go search for that stock, let's say, I don't know, Apple, okay? You search for it. And then what you can do with these apps, which is brilliant, is that you can tell the broker to purchase when the price drops. Oh, wow. 
So you can say, okay, Apple is, I don't know. I don't know what price Apple is today. I don't really check the markets. Like I legit, people are like, what? What do you think of the markets? <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at the markets. I'm busy doing my business. I'm busy going on podcasts. Let's say Apple is 100 today, $100 today. And you're like, you know what? I really don't want to wait this much. Or, or maybe this is a little bit too expensive for me. It's at all time high. I want to buy it when it reaches $90. I want to buy like a thousand shares at 90. So you tell your broker, hey, I'm going to set a buy limit order. That's what you're going to do. Buy okay. limit order. I'm going to say, I want to buy this many shares of this stock. Let's say you want to buy five Apple stocks when it reaches 90. You go set it up, this exact setting, and then you go about your day. Oh, and you don't have to worry about it because when it no. hits, you're ready when it to hits it, it hits it. Oh, that's brilliant. And then you're like, okay, so what if it doesn't go that far? First of all, there is a methodology, like you can literally go and analyze like key psychological levels. You can get a little bit more, more nitty gritty about it. And that's what I teach my students, but you don't even like set three different violent orders. You can set as many violent orders as you want. You can say, okay, I'm going to mitigate my risk. Like typically, basically, personally, because I have like medium risk tolerance, I set about three to four um, violent orders. If it's a stock that I really, really want and I don't have any of it in my portfolio, I might buy some at the market price, whatever price it is right now. Because again, like the best time to start investing was 20 years ago. Like 20 years ago, at the highest high of the market, if you had bought Apple at its peak price, oh, wow. you would have still been like ahead. So I always buy some at the market price. And then just so that I don't kick myself, if it drops, and it, especially if everybody's talking about a crash, like right now, that's what I'm doing. I have all these buy limit orders sitting around. They've been sitting around for months. So you're just ready. You're prepared. Like it's just going to do it on autopilot for you. Yeah. And boom, you're in. You don't have to like sit there and worry and like, oh, I got to jump in right now because it's going to do it for you. Nope. Amazing. And then, so the cool thing, the coolest thing about this all is that then you see the headline the markets are dropping and then you see your notifications i just bought some that <laughs> is how you combat that psychological oh, issue because wow. everybody's going to panic anyway but if you get a congratulations notification oh, it's yeah. only going to change your mindset and that's so exciting then you're looking at it in a totally different different way you know because yeah. you just you just purchase and you have you know that everything that goes down must come back up it's just the law of nature, right? <laughs> and, and the law of good companies. And again, if, and that's why I love investing in companies that I know about, because I'm like, okay, Apple just dropped. I don't think, and again, this is not investment advice. It's not financial, but these are just obvious as you guys know, examples. Like I'm not telling you to go buy Apple, but hypothetically, I don't know, ClickFunnels, whatever, ClickFunnels is not even public. Like some company that you love, yeah. that you're like, they're not going anywhere. Like I'm going to be with them. I'm going to refer them to my friends. Like all the things again, that you do for your business, like the customer referral score, you know, all those things. If that's a company that you're passionate about and they're relevant in terms of where we're going as humanity um, and they're doing something good for humankind. Like, first of all, you're like, first of all, you're supporting them, you know, by being an investor. Like every time you invest in a stock, you're supporting that company. That's one of the reasons why I don't like index funds because out of the 3,000 stocks that are in there, some of them might be crappy and I mm. might not even want to be invested in them. Right, so, And then on the other hand, if it's like a company, so my worst um, investment ever was Peloton. 
So Peloton, I worse in terms of in terms of return so far. Okay. So I heard about Peloton, like, I don't know, four years ago, whenever it came out, I was like, ah, I don't know. It's like for snobby people. I don't know if it's for me. And then COVID hit and we bought a Peloton. And I'm a kind of person who doesn't work out. Like, I'm like, I'm too busy to work out. <laughs> right? Like I don't work out. And then we bought a Peloton. And for the first time in my whole life, I stuck with actually exercising. And I'm like, wow, like these people are actually going to make me live longer. Wow. I really appreciate what they're doing for me. And by this time, Peloton stocks were just booming. They were like the hype. Everybody was buying it. Their prices were like at all time high. And that is when I decided to jump in, like literally late to the game. And then COVID ended and Peloton stocks like dropped like crazy. They had a lot of bad rep. I don't know, six on the city had a bad positioning. Oh, okay. so Mr. Remember Big me. died and yeah. their stock dropped because Mr. Big died on six on the city. That's crazy, right? <laughs> crazy thing. Oh, yeah, they had the human on the on the, I think on the Peloton, right? The, the yeah, the um, and just like right. that, the new series of things. And so their stocks dropped and it hasn't been able to go back up. And it is my worst performing stock in my portfolio. And they may go back up, they may not. I still, I really like their marketing. I really like their coaching. I think they have, like, the only reason they're this low is because COVID was extreme hype for them. So they're now back where they should have been. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, again, long-term, they may go back up. But even if they don't, now I'm talking about the worst case scenario, right? I'm at least happy that I invested in something that literally is changing my life. Like I'm going to live longer because I get on that Peloton. Again, this is very personal to me. So I'm happy to, in, to be invested in them. And then as an entrepreneur, sometimes I even give them a boost. I shoot a photo of myself <laughs> on Instagram and tag Peloton. Maybe I can help them go back up. So that is like, that is again, like the worst case scenario. But again, if you have a bunch of companies that you have, like in despite of this massive bad investment, quote unquote, bad investment of mine, because I'm diversified, I'm generally up, I'm up by 40, over 40, 50% in my portfolio. And this is going to make up for it. So again, we're not guaranteeing you're going to become a millionaire overnight. Obviously, there's no right. way you can get there. This is long-term investing. And that's why you want to put your entrepreneurship hat on, select companies that you know have long-term potential, set a buy limit order, and turn off the news, go about your day. News off, your right? <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, I love that idea of investing in companies that you use and that you, you know, you, like you do change your own life that you feel committed to. And, and there's so many things that you can think about as an entrepreneur, like we can spot trends and see where people's thinking are going, you know, and maybe there's a great like organic company or someone's doing like, for example, the um, honest company makes mm -hmm. diapers that are um, non-toxic. And I have a new granddaughter and I never knew that diapers could be toxic. I mean, I have four children never in a million years. I was like, what? You know? So I'm like, all right, now we're getting her non-toxic diapers. So I bought her, I buy her those diapers. And I'm like, that you just got me thinking that would be a great company if they're on the stock market to look at like things that, that kind of thinking like that's, you know, going into people are going to be more and more aware of things and trends and 
but you get like probably if you're using something that you know it's something that's popular that people are going to be you know be around a while that it's a, it probably a good bet checking into so that, that's a wonderful formula I love that I've never thought of investing like this before so this is like eye-opening to me yeah, I mean, they watching. don't want you to know about that because otherwise they're not going to have a job, the money managers. <laughs> yeah, they just want us to be, you know, just to, to yeah, not just hand over and um, what are those called, the mutual funds or something, just like not have any say in what we, you know, invest in or not and be too intimidated to invest basically because we're afraid. Yeah, and guess what? They're going to go invest in things that they get to keep back of. Like they have companies that partner with them. They get a commission if they invest your money in them. Meanwhile, your money is not working for you. It's giving them a commission. And whatever money that you're making, they get a commission on top of it. Whereas all along, this would have been something that you could have done in literally five minutes of your time, not giving anybody any commissions. You're in control. You can take it out. Like mutual funds, 401ks are the biggest scams. Biggest Really? Wow. That's interesting. So the 401ks you're saying are, 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 are no go. 100% because first of all, you don't know where your money is. If you want to take it out, Americans pay trillion, eight, it's like a crazy amount of $5.8 billion per year in 401k early withdrawal fees. Oh. A lot of money that didn't even work for them. Like literally my husband just got fired. And like, he was looking at his 401k, it's like 10 years, this money has grown like 2%. And then he had to on top of that pay a penalty to just get it out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, if I'm investing, I can borrow against my own portfolio, not pay taxes, no penalties, invest in what I want, when I want. Wow. Control. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And and we've been brainwashed to believe, right? Through companies, oh, the great 401k plan. And, you know, this is going to be, that's your long-term investment. You don't, like you said, you do not know uh, where it's going. I mean, I guess the only difference would be like for entrepreneurs would be like the solo 401k. That probably would be a little differently. Like All of them are the same. All of them. Okay. All of them are like, if you go, I wish I could show you the chart, like 401ks, the more I learn about them, the more disgusted I am that this was presented to people as the safe method. Wow, isn't that, and that is amazing because I've never heard of that. That is incredible. You mentioned something about um, life insurance too, as being, and that's that can be, because there's debates on that too. Is that something that could be a big, a good vehicle for, an, for investing? So to be completely transparent, I do not have a life insurance. I do have a trust fund and a um, foundation system that my portfolio, investment portfolio is under my family trust. Oh, that's very smart. Yes. So when you bring it there, you're not going to pay any taxes on any, obviously, capital gains. Like that's the way that you go about to own nothing, owning nothing and controlling everything. And then if under, so my understanding of life insurance is that if under that family trust, you add a life insurance policy, that is going to make, give you even more opportunity to make this money work for you. Now, I'm not a broker or an insurance, but that is something to look into. Like there's more and more and more, like I'm learning every single day. Like I've been in this business since 2008 and every day I'm just mind blown by all the things that they don't teach you. Like I thought I was doing great with my $7 million portfolio and I'm learning more and more. So the life insurance, there are good and bad actors. 
and you have to really read through them. I started at, like when I was on Wall Street, I was offered to work at Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Policy, and it kind of sh sounded shady to me, so I didn't go that route. But now I'm finding other different routes to go about it, and I'm learning more about it. I'm actually finally getting my license in it to see oh, wow. if it's something that is suitable for my students. But like, don't overcomplicate it. I, I shouldn't probably have even gone there because like even with a bare minimum, just with a Robinhood account, you're still ahead of your peers. Yes. And, and that's true. Everybody who's watching you just starting out and you're like, okay, well, Kiana's got $7 million and you could just start with $50, $50 a month, right? I started with 500 bucks. Wow. Yeah. You don't have to feel. And then there's other women are watching and maybe they're at a point within their businesses where they're looking for, you know, investment vehicles and more strategic you know, uh, strategies and stuff too. And that's, that's a different, different scenario, but you can start, you know, either way, you can just start off with the Robinhood app and not get it become so complicated. And then if you do want to go into more highly advanced strategies, you really need a good lawyer and an accountant and, you know, people to advise you because that's what you need. And it's so true because it's same thing with taxes, you know, like there's so much we do not know that, you know, that the super wealthy elites do that they hardly pay any taxes. They pay less taxes than most people who are working, which is crazy. No, that's what we have set up right now for ourselves. Like I can now confidently, it's been three years since we've set it up this way. And before I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to go to jail? And <laughs> I learned about it. Like I've literally talked to like people in IRS, like the foundation side, like they don't audit. It's just crazy. I'm like, wow. now I can like really confidently come and say, yes. These are actual legit tax loopholes for the rich that they don't teach you. And the crazy part of this is they actually brainwash you to feel like it's a scam. Yes. So oh, that like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like my brother is an actual, is an actual tax accountant. And oh, when wow. I used to tell, and he went to the best university in Texas and like he's a CPA for like JP Morgan, whatever. And when I used to tell him this, it was like, you're going to jail. And I'm like, maybe I am. What am I going to do? So I'm not going to tell people about it. And then I started like talking to actual rich people and then to their accountants, which is a completely different kind of account type of lawyer um, than the regular ones that they give to the middle class. Yes. Yeah. So they know about the federal side of the foundations and stuff, wow. but the typical CPAs don't know. They don't know it. They just don't have that knowledge, that level. It's not even their fault. They're, they're not taught it and they don't, they can't even tell you about it. So you have, this is so fascinating. So you've set everything between both ends up completely. You've got the tax stuff taken care of. You've got the investing and tell us more about what you do as far as now teaching, like, you know, your programs and how do you, do you do that as well with the tax end too? Do you have that incorporated into your programs? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so wow. as a part, of course, as a part of my program, um, I, first of all, teach some of the basics of the tax loopholes. And then, uh, of course, I'm not the person who sets up the trust funds and stuff, but I know the list of people who are trustworthy to do that. So I connect oh, that's with that, That's so important. Yeah. yeah. If you, you have to have great, great recommendations, you know, for trustworthy attorneys and CPAs, because you have to be careful out there. So that's wonderful that through Investiva that you're able to, to do that you know, to help, help your students, you know, navigate, not getting in with the wrong people, right? <laughs> it's a scary world out there. 
That is incredible. Wow, this is like so, so exciting. Um, so where do we find out more information? What is the first step like for two levels? Okay, we'll have people, like I said, watching, you know, who are just beginners, right? And then we have people who maybe want more entrepreneurs who would love to take that next step and find out how to invest and then how to save money with taxes and plannings and trusts and stuff too. So what would be your recommendations, you know, with your own programs? Um, how would you guide people? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we have... One, so obviously you can watch me on social media, but my most popular masterclass for beginners and professionals alike, like I've had financial advisors come to this free masterclass and like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know half of these things. So this masterclass like literally is for beginners and experts alike for anybody who wants to just make their money work for them without all the hassle and the craziness it's at investdiva.com forward slash masterclass. So investdiva.com forward slash masterclass. It's a 90 minute um, webinar. Basically, it is my business and plugging in my business. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. You guys get it, right? So that is my business. But the free masterclass is going to teach you so much. And you're also going to get my free risk management toolkit that even if you don't get in any of my programs, that risk management toolkit alone is going to tell you how much to invest what kind of you know percentages you should be allocating to your investment portfolio on a monthly basis and also what kind of asset classes because today we only talk about stocks i actually wrote the book cryptocurrency investing for dummies oh. and that could also be a vehicle if it's suitable to you but you need to know your risk tolerance first so you're going to download that risk management toolkit figure out and people think oh i'm a risk averse i'm risk whatever no you don't know because your risk tolerance is not just your willingness to take a risk. It's also your ability to take a risk. So you're going to calculate all of that, have an actual understanding of where you stand and where you want to go. Because that also depends on your age, on like, you know, your grandma, I'm a mom, somebody else is like a single person. Everybody's different, different stage of life is going to need a different kind of investment strategy just for the setup part, part right? And then after that, as I said, you can just set a biomed order and then go about your day. So investiva.com forward slash masterclass is where to get started. Oh, this has been absolutely wonderful. I'm actually going to sign up myself because I love that. I want to learn from you. It's amazing. So everybody investdiva.com forward slash masterclass. Make sure you sign up. It's free and take that risk assessment tool. I'm going to be doing it myself. And hopefully we'll have also have Kiana back too. We could even do another one follow up and stuff too, and and uh, go more into deeper uh, detail on all of these things. But this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, I am blown away. And you also have you're on social media on Instagram. What are your handles? Instagram and uh, the best places to follow you at. Right. So I have literally seven thousand impersonators. <laughs> so my only handles, first of all, have a blue check mark. On Instagram, I am at Investiva. On Facebook, I'm at Kiana Danielle. On TikTok, it's at Kiana Danielle. On YouTube, it's Investiva. So we, we got have Investiva or Kiana Danielle, but only if it has a blue check mark. Like if it doesn't have a blue check mark or any other dots or like hidden letters, it's not me. I don't have private accounts. Like don't get scammed. <laughs> yes. Look for, look for the blue check. Yes. Yes. Oh, this has been incredible. Okay, wonderful. Well, everybody go follow Kiana and make sure you go to investdiva.com forward slash masterclass. And thank you, thank you, thank you. This is so wonderful. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you so much for thank having you. me. You're, you're just a pleasure. Oh, so are you. Thank you. This